This is the Illuminate Podcast, a Sandy Boy production. Each week on the Illuminate Podcast, the hosts will bring you insightful conversations and stories of people who are illuminating their own lives through their business, work, community, family, and world. Hello and welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Emma Benner, and today you are listening to episode 123. In this conversation, I'm chatting with Shiri, who is the founder of Rising Above Bakery in New York. And Shiri is a speech therapist and an avid baker, and she noticed the dramatic effect that baking cookies had on her nonverbal autistic young adult students. And through that work, she knew that a bakery must be created to help individuals with disabilities to find their voice and live meaningful, independent lives. Now, Rising Above Bakery is a bakery that is run out of her own cottage kitchen, and they make sourdough bread in New York and deliver to various locations. And they set out to develop independent, empowered bakers who possess the skills and self-confidence needed to live independent and fulfilling lives. And they are hoping to open a storefront to further develop their vision. In this conversation, Shiri talks about the need that she saw to help employ people with special needs and help them further develop their skills and how that led to her starting Rising Above Bakery, what it's been like to run a nonprofit, her passion that she has doing this work and how it brings her so much joy each and every day, what she dreams of for Rising Above Bakery and so much more. Go check them out. They are risingabovebakery.org or at risingabovebakery on Instagram. So check them out, see more about what they're doing and give them some of your support. I really love what Shiri's doing with Rising Above Bakery and it's just another reason why I just sit back and I'm so thankful to have these conversations here on the Illuminate Podcast and talk to such incredible people that care so much about making a difference in this world. All right. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Shiri. Well, today on the Illuminate Podcast, I'm so excited to welcome Shiri. And Shiri is the founder of Rising Above Bakery in New York. So Shiri, why don't you introduce yourself and the work that you do over at Rising Above Bakery? Um, Okay. Hi. Um, I am uh, Shiri and I... Um, started Rising Above Bakery a year ago after a couple of years of researching and we are a um, sourdough bread bakery that has a mission to employ individuals with special needs as equal members of our team and um, that's what we do. I didn't realize that it only started a year ago. I guess I thought I had been following your guys' work for a few years now. Well, you know, we started in the peak of COVID in January of 2021, but uh-huh. until then, I think for um, a, a little bit over a year, I've been like posting stuff that it's coming and, you know, interviews that I did and people that came to visit me and research that I, um, you know, did and followed. And so um, we've been busy trying to kind of put our name out before we mm-hmm. even open our virtual doors. So maybe that's why... 
yeah yeah I guess what I'm saying is you guys have done an incredible job with that because (laughs) I I was under the impression that you guys had been open for um a lot longer than a year so well congratulations on starting that venture that's just incredible to to see a need and to um really start something it takes a lot of bravery to start something like this um because it takes so much effort and just you know a lot of times people have a passion for anything and and they see a need and blah 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 but they never start doing something like this so it's incredible to see people like you actually put action to that and get it started thanks you know it's funny you're saying that because i quit my job i worked with special needs for many many years and i quit my job and i said i'm gonna start a bakery that this is what we're gonna do and I baked with my students in the very last year that we were there. And, mm. um, it's, you know, I, I'm sure we'll get to that story, but um, I, I kept on saying to parents and colleagues and whoever asked me why I'm quitting my job, I said, I'm going to start a bakery. And I thought to myself, they probably think I'm completely <laughs> out of my mind, either, you know, never going to happen or I'm just kidding or, you know, and here I am. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it it does take a lot of guts, I think, to do something like this, especially not knowing that COVID, you know, is rolling toward right. us and that yeah. So, um, but I have to say, I would I never looked back, I, and I, I don't think I'll ever look back. I'm just it makes me so happy every day when I get up mm. and I have my bakers coming over, and it just you know it fulfills my day on a regular basis. Oh yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, as as I'm sure anyone would feel with having such a strong purpose of impacting um, individuals' lives every day. Yeah, so yeah, it's just for me. It's just you know, it's it's it really is incredible to see them developing and um, working their skills and really and becoming social with one another. I mean, this you know, we we operate from my house right now um, as a cottage mm. industry, as a cottage bakery, and okay. um, we have a very very small space. Yeah. Um, you know, my dining room, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Um, and I just, they come here, and you know, first they're in their shells, and slowly they're filling the room with so much chatter and happiness and joy to be together. And it, for me, it's just it's pretty amazing and whoever comes here um says this is where the magic happens and it's uh, true this is where the magic happens <laughs> so yeah uh, it's nice so what need did you see and what led you to starting the bakery in the first place so um i'm a speech therapist i by trade i worked with individuals with special needs um in a couple of different places for the last 20 years and i always 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 love to bake and um, do hands-on activities with my students and you know it doesn't matter if we had a sink in my room in my practice room or um an appropriate place to make you know my very first thing was making peanut butter with someone um, just to teach her what butter is and what peanuts are and how we can make peanut butter so uh you know just to as a tool right um so in my very last job i uh, worked with the oldest population that goes to school under the board of education which is 18 to 21 uh-huh. and we started a cookie uh, line and sold it to the school community and um, it was a great success and i what i kept hearing from parents is what are we gonna do when our kids are gonna graduate from school 
what is it out there? And um, and that was before COVID, which you know even hit hit even harder after that, right? Um, and during COVID, so I um, was done being a speech therapist, and I was in the midst of thinking, okay, what's my next um, journey in life, and where am I taking all my experience, my knowledge, my love, my passion, and started listening and, you know, seeking what's out there for individuals at the age of 21. And what I discovered was um, the term, the cliff, which I wasn't familiar with before. Um, Parents call leaving school at 21 the cliff because there's nothing after that um, for their children. So... Um, I connected all my loves, my passions, my experience, everything together mm-hmm. um, and came up with a cafe that I've, I've been baking all my life. And anyone who came over to my house um, and ate something constantly said, well, you should have a cafe. You should have a bakery. Ah, you should have... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I never I said never, never, never. That never word always comes back to bite me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, that that started to surface and I um, I played with it and, you know, like just thought, all right, what's what's what makes the most sense? And eventually I came up with the bread bakery. Mm. Um, and once we put the mission on it, um, it made sense. You know, that never kind of disappeared and it made sense. It made the whole thing meaningful to me um, and worthwhile. So that's that was it. We started, um, I was in the kitchen one day with my students and it's a, it's a story that I love to tell because it was really my aha moment. Um, very, uh, I think toward the end of the year, I was with my students in the kitchen and, you know, we are talking about um, individuals on the autism spectrum who can speak, but usually live in silence and not really share anything from their inner life or, you know, become super verbal. Um, and we were in the kitchen and, and I stepped away from the kitchen and all of a sudden I heard, you know, I was just listening to the humming of what's coming out of the workspace. And all I heard was laugh and sing ah. and chatter. And it it was just, you know, the light bulb, that was that moment. Ah. <laughs> it was just really beautiful. And I thought to myself, this is it. I mean, do I need more proof that um, a bakery like this is needed in our area? And that was it. After that, I started researching, filling in the blanks, um, you know, I'm a speech therapist, so I really, you know, business is not, not my forte. Yeah. Um, you know, how to run a bakery, never done that before. Um, <laughs> so there was a lot of missing, <laughs> missing um, gaps over there. And I started to fill them to classes, did research, recruited mm-hmm. people into my, onto my board so I can register it as a nonprofit um and slowly slowly was ready to look for a storefront and then covid hit um and everything stopped the world has stopped and you know i was in denial because <laughs> yeah. you know it's only going to take two three weeks and it will be gone um but two three weeks rolled into months and <laughs> I, right yeah <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> i don't know if i was like you know 
naive, optimistic, never, never been through something like this before. But anyway, um, you know, what I kept hearing from, again, parents of students, former students, friends, is that um, all, their st all the students were cut off from school. Um, and those older students and even the 21-year-olds who now stays at, stay at home yeah. and doing absolutely nothing. Um, and that is very depressing. So um, I decided I was on my spinning bicycle one day, which were in my dining room. And I, I thought to myself, All right, that, you know, like something has to be done. Mm. Um, so I looked around and I said, this is it. Let's, let's, let's roll. Um, so I registered the dining room as a cottage, um, bakery. Ah, yeah. And, you know, um, raised money to buy the equipment, um, invited one very brave soul to come and work with me. <laughs> My very first baker, uh, his name is Connor. If you go, you know, if you are on social media, you probably have seen his face before because he was with me. Yeah. And he, you know, like he came and after him, other people came and, you know, slowly we uh, became, uh, we became full. A team, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We are, uh, you know, right now we are a crew of 12. Um, eight have some kind of a diagnosis and okay. four do not. Um, and we all work together. And, you know, our model is working together. There's no such thing as one tells you what to do and the other one just, you know, one works and one just is the supervisor. We are all yeah. working together. So, um, and if you know more than I do, you teach me. And if I know more than the oh, one who's, that. you know, come after me, I will teach them. And, yeah. you know, Connor, you know, brave soul, seriously brave soul, um, uh, had hard time to learn how to shape breads. And I was mm. super new in doing that and te let, let alone teaching someone else yeah, for <laughs> to sure. shape breads. Um, and, you know, a few months later, we would sit here and talk about, you know, how one day we're going to be bigger and he will teach someone else. But it took a few months and Connor had to pass that to someone else, you know, and it was, mm. To me, it was just a beautiful moment of like, this is it. This is my yeah. vision unfolding. So anyway, oh. so a long answer to your very um, short question. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. And I love hearing um, the passion in your voice for what you're doing and what you're putting together. So are you guys a nonprofit or a general company? You are a nonprofit. Yes. Um, yeah. What has that been like starting a nonprofit without the business experience coming as from a um, speech background and all of that. What has it been like to start your nonprofit and, and learn along the way, I'm sure? So, you know, COVID had the silver lining of mm. um, down downscaling our plans from a storefront to my dining room. Um, and that gave me the opportunity to make a lot of mistakes and waste very little money. So, you know, I can make as many mistakes as, as, as I want or it happened. Um, and it's not going to be as costly or as stressful as if I had to pay rent. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, and it, it happens all the time. Um, we are still a business. So learning how to run that is by itself um, 
there's a very big learning curve. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, and um, a nonprofit. I worked for uh, nonprofit, so I was, um, you know, in the background a lot. I learned through my job before. Um, I was familiar with some of it. Um, I am now learning how to raise money <laughs> yeah. and how to deal with that, which is um, an art by itself. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, so I, I, uh, I've been asked, why are we going the nonprofit route and not the, the, um, the for-profit route? And for me, when we have a mission, we can't go any other way. Um, so I feel that we get more support as nonprofit than if we were uh, a business for profit. So, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I, I don't know how to, you know, I'm learning how to um, work with my board and how to utilize my board much more than I've done in the past. Um, it's definitely it's it's definitely a journey all along. Definitely a journey. And where are you selling the product? Are you selling out of your house or do you have a storefront somewhere? We are just selling online. So oh, you okay. can, yeah, you can order it online. It's sourdough, so it takes two days to make. So, you know, our cutoff are two days before you pick the pickup. Mm. And we, uh, we bake orders on Tuesday and Wednesday. So you can either come here to pick it up at the bakery or pick it up at uh, one store that allows us to drop it off there um, and have people come over because it's just in a different area from where we are. So just to expand a little bit. Um, and honestly, it's far from being ideal. I, you know, I don't think we are a culture of planning how to buy bread over a week. <laughs> it just, uh, you know, yeah. you want bread, you get up, you go to the store, you pick up bread or to the bakery, you get bread and go home, right? You don't mm -hmm. have to like, plan ahead and order it yeah. online. So, um, yeah, that's that's a challenge that we are facing on a regular basis, um, as well as exposure. We are hidden in a residential area. And, you know, we you can't really, if you don't hear about us, you would never know that we exist. Um, okay. So it, that yeah. by itself is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, and I want to get more into details about the specific work that you do. How do you tailor the work environment to each individual's needs? Um, I don't know. It's I think it's experience. I mean, yeah. it's um, it, it, we start with very basic recipes. So we have our our menu, other than the breads, are is um, a gradual um skill development menu so we start uh, the bakers that come here start with granola making okay which is a very basic and forgiving recipe or um, in, um item on the menu so if you make a little bit of too much water or too much honey or whatever it is um no one will tell you can definitely cover that up uh -huh. so there's no so and then um, I just observe them and see how they do and where they need where they need to strengthen and what you know what's their strength and how we can help them strengthen other areas of their abilities and we just take it from there and you know mm. if we if we're not busy they make a lot of granola yeah. <laughs> if we're busy we just throw them right into the deep water and we have support <laughs> we support each other yeah. we really are you know it's like 
We really are. By now, Connor um, can teach others how to do different things. And, you know, today I observed how um, Daniel wanted to help Connor and he finally reached out to Connor and said, hey, can I help you? Which is huge for him. So I just observe them and, and just really look at what they're doing, listen mm -hmm. to what they're saying and um, see where we can help them boost up their skills. Oh, that's the best. Um, well, I want to hear more about the joy of giving back and how that has impacted your life. You know, I, I don't want to jinx it, but I have to say I haven't been that happy for a long, long time in my professional side of life. Uh -huh. um, you know, it just really, I get up at 4.30 in the morning to mix the breads and it's, you know, until six o'clock it's like running a marathon your mind really works against you <laughs> and ask you what are you doing why are you doing that right yeah. um, and it's it's a tough one um, but just like a marathon when you get to the finish line which for me is when they come in uh, you just you know you are overwhelmed by um the feeling of accomplishment and gratefulness and, you know, whatever it is that makes you happy. And um, when my bakers come in and give me a hug and say good morning, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm just uh, as if nothing washed me before that. It just, it, it really, it, it, it fills my heart. It fills my heart every time to see them, to be with them, to, to really see the growth, to see how much they have come and in such a short time and, and to hear from their parents how much they have to come here and yeah. to know that it's, it's an important part of their day. So it's, I, I don't need to ask for more. I don't want to ask for more. And so what are your big dreams with Rising Above Bakery? Um, so we are, my, my, my um, immediate dream is to get out of my house because <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely, but it's getting very small. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's challenging today. We had a big project of uh, dipping um, cookies in chocolate and we had uh, more people helping out because it was a bit, very large project and it, it was tight. Um, so we, we need a bigger space. So our, our, our plans for rising above is really going back to where we started and which is the, um, vision of being a storefront. Um, we want an open kitchen. We want people to come inside as a retail store to buy bread, have a grab and go breakfast mm. and lunch. Yeah. And what I really want is for the community to embrace us and to see that we can all work together. Um, you know, and maybe one day you'll come in and say, Hey, I can do that too. I can hire someone with special needs. Um, in my business and yeah. make someone, you know, happy and want to get out of bed every day. So that's, that really is my, my dream mm. and my hope. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, I want to give you the opportunity to share, you know, I, we have listeners, um, around the U S and so not necessarily able to come in and purchase, um, some bread and support what you guys are doing on a local front, but what is the best way for, if this touched someone's heart in another state, what is the best way that they can, um, support you and what you're doing and your mission? 
So um, we, many different ways. We, of course, the, the biggest way is monetary support right now. Um, it helps me um, pay a little stipend for my um, bakers because they can really afford, we are all volunteers, they can really afford paying them a, um, a full salary right now. I, and um, so donations are really going through to the bakers as a stipend right now and they are like the happiest bakers you can see you know even though one of them told me Shira it's okay if you don't pay us I still love to come here um, but I, I really do think that um, giving them something even a little something for their hard work um, goes a long long way and kind mm. of completes their experience so that is you know donations are um, something we always highly appreciate and um, still need a lot. Um, so it's on our um, donate page on our website, risingabovebakery.org. Um, and if you can support us in a monetary way, you know, like us on Instagram, send us a message, you know, um, share a story with others. Um, that I feel like the more our story travels around, the more love we get from the universe. And it just helps me moving forward and helps us moving forward. So, um, you know, support comes in many different ways and we appreciate all of it. Mm, I love that. Um, so to wrap it up here with the end of podcast questions, what is the best or most recent book that you have read? I am right now reading a Peter Moore um, book about traveling in South America, the full Montezuna, I think. Um, and I love travel books. I miss traveling so much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, between having kids and starting a business and, you know, life, I, I don't travel as much as I used to. So I am just drinking travel books. So um that's what i'm doing i i'm i'm traveling with others there you go and what is your favorite organization to support i'm sure you're connected with a a lot of other nonprofits similar to yours but what's your favorite we have um a small garden here a biodynamic garden here um it's called the fifa center and i I love to support them because they, first of all, they're next to us and we, we take lots of walks around there. And it's, you know, there are struggling farmers um, growing amazing crops in the summer, which we sometimes enjoy. And um, I just, I want them to continue. So I help them as much as we can. Wonderful. And then who or what is illuminating or inspiring you in your life right now? Um, many people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> many people. Um, yesterday I, we had a visit from a woman who has accomplished a great deal in her life and she wants to, she was interested in our work and she wants to help us. She was uh, the president of James Beard for many, many years and her name is Susan and she was sitting in my um, kitchen. I ran my kitchen table and she just asked me questions and spoke about what we can do and you know what really reached out to help us and I thought to myself what an amazing amazing woman mm -hmm. you know the accomplishment of a woman who 
worked away in um, a, a, a man-dominated world and she just knows everything <laughs> and she's strong and she's wonderful and she wants to help us and um, and she's a woman uh, so I, I I was just in awe with her um, yeah but it's I, I think you know inspiration is everywhere we just need to open our eyes and you know it's it really is there Oh, I love that. Um, that in itself is a wonderful message, but I'd love to hear what is your one message you'd love to send to the world or to our audience today? Do what you love. Don't waste time. Do what you love. It's worth it. <laughs> 